Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Pretty Little Liars After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424. 424- 256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's and we are back with the season finale of Pretty Little Liars, season three, episode twenty-four, called A Dangerous Game. Can I just say this episode crazy. crazy. I'm your host, Whitney Lane, and I'm joined with Stephanie Wenger. Hi everybody. You guys, the entire time we were like, what in the world? Filled with so many little details and people coming back this episode. It was crazy. Yeah, I feel like I said this off air, but it was just like everything that I wanted it to be. All season long, I've been like, answers, 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 because we've had so many questions this season. We got so many answers and more questions. That's what I was going to say. They left you with a perfect balance. Lots of answers, but a lot more questions, because we have no idea (laughs) what season four is going to be about. So let's start it off with kind of one of the biggest reveals of this episode, hashtag Toby is alive. I mean, how good are the ta- hashtags this season? Oh, I love them. I mean, they he- keep you on your toes. <laughs> but I mean, it kind of starts out with Spencer being a little bit creepy. I thought, you know, the girls are kind of waiting downstairs in her house, and she's supposed to come down there. They don't know really what she's going to be like, and she's back to kind of normal Spencer, so they think. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because we've talked about in the last couple of weeks that is Spencer good or bad. And at the beginning of this episode, I thought for sure we were going to see bad Spencer like because she was kind of creeping on her friends and and eavesdropping and I just thought yeah this is not like a healthy Spencer we've seen her obviously have a mental break here but much more so I was starting to wonder was she a part of it all and we saw tonight that she she chose to be well this is the thing about Spencer I, I know that Kelly and I have both we've always said a little something like Spencer's involved somehow I don't fully trust her even now though because she has been super selfish I think she was doing things she was joining in on this A team even if it was to protect her friends she did things that ended up hurting her friends as well I have to say that when both her and Toby made the argument that they were trying to protect the girls tonight, and I'm not sure that I believe either one of them. I want to believe Toby is a good guy, and I feel like some of our fans have tweeted me the same thing, that they want to believe Toby's good. Do I actually think he's 
doing something that's protecting these girls. I don't know. I'm still, True. I'm still, yeah, a little mixed. This on show that. just makes you skeptical of every single person in Rosewood. Yeah, that's what it's made to do, and they do a great job. Well, it was kind of interesting how it all began, though, because who would have thought? I did not expect to see Toby on this episode. I thought. Is he? Well, I was questioning, is he actually dead? Really? I thought he was so going to come back Oh, I did, but I didn't know tonight. Oh, okay. I thought maybe in the future. I did not expect that when he came into this diner that the girl in the black hood was actually Spencer. I knew someone in that diner was going to be Spencer. I didn't expect Toby, I agree with you, to walk in. You didn't know it was going to be Spencer? I I I didn't know if it was going to be in the Black Hood or she was going to come in and confront the Black Hood. I just knew Spencer in that scene, for some reason, enough watching Pretty Little Liars, what have you, that Spencer was going to be involved. But it was a shocking moment when she pops down that Well, this was what was interesting to me is because you see whoever is standing outside of Jenna's house, listening to Jenna's conversation, texts, meet me here at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, who could that be that's listening in to Jenna's conversation? I thought maybe it was Toby. Maybe it was Mona. I, did, I don't think I expected Spencer to be the one to know how to get in touch with Toby. And she did. See, I thought it, for a second it was going to be Spencer, and it ended up obviously being Spencer. And then I had this like other thought that they were going to really throw us a curveball. Like it was going to be like Ezra or someone just completely that you wouldn't expect to to be involved, and that was going to kind of lead into the next season, that they were planting somebody new in that A-team group. Well, Toby definitely did not expect to see Spencer. He did not expect to see her in the black, up the whole hood and everything that the A-team wears. And I thought it was really interesting how they acted, because he was like, this whole time I was doing this to protect you. That's where I was like, "Mm, be careful, girl, be careful. You're getting pulled back into this, these old feelings, which I don't think are the... I don't think that's the best thing for her to do. And can I just say that I felt so bad. Like, I both wondered why she was being so stupid, and I felt bad for her when she just immediately went back into his arms. Like, it was, she was like, I can't believe you hurt me like this, and he kind of sheds what appears to be a fake tear. I'm not sure if it was... Back in the room, is that what yes, you're talking about, the hotel room? exactly. <laughs> and then she's like, I didn't, like, and she kind of embraces him and just immediately forgives it. And to me, I was just like, Spencer, think it through. Like, this guy has hurt you and everyone around you. She didn't think anything through, though. She's smarter than this, and she's not as strong as we thought. She automatically assumed Toby was dead in the woods. Mm-hmm. She broke down. The next thing, she's just, like, listening. She's hearing what she wants to hear from Toby, and he's saying, I did all this to protect you. This is for our relationship. That's what she wants to hear. Yeah. So she's going to say, thank goodness the guy I love is in, is alive. Thank goodness he was doing this all for me. Let me kiss him and go put on his t-shirt and get it on in bed. I understand the like half cla- half glass half full philosophy here and that's absolutely what she's going for like he's alive again I'm so happy like he's here for me I mean it's 100% that that she's <laughs> seeing everything in the most positive light but um it just makes me so worried for her because she's so clearly book smart. I mean, in school she excels, but in terms of relationships and being a good friend, she's showing that she just cannot manage it. I think she's being selfish. She's not thinking about how this can affect other people. Mm-hmm. She's not even think. I mean, she's really not. She wants to be with Toby. She's going to do it. She will do whatever it takes to find out if Toby was alive, and she did. She kind of sabotaged a little bit of her, of her friends' relationships and things like that mm-hmm. by acting as part of the A-team and by gaining Mona's trust. 
I just, yeah, I can't believe that if you were so hurt by Toby and so hurt by all of these A-team actions, which she clearly has been over the years, why would you go and be a part of it, even if it's quote-unquote to get on the inside? It doesn't seem like a good enough reason to start hurting. But honestly, it kind of worked to their benefit a little bit. They found out more about what was going on behind the scenes. I mean, I think it that's what they needed. They needed one of these girls to be on the inside to an extent, but always having the loyalty to the other girls. That's what they need. It's true. I mean, I just want to see these girls, and I've said it all season, continue to have these strong friendships with each other. And we saw them kind of grow apart this season. And I guess in this last episode, um, at least the three of them were coming back together as a stronger. Well, and Spencer was too. She was kind of on their side again. The problem I had with Spencer was her being Allison and abducting Malcolm. Okay, I said it last week. I'll say it again. When you start abducting children, that's a really (laughs) bad line to cross. And to have it be that she did it to her friend. I mean, she not only abducted a, a child, but that essentially ended... The relationship between Arya and Ezra. And that's the whole issue, is with Spencer being on the inside, she really hurt her friend's relationships. Given that, I do think Arya and Ezra, it's kind of that time. They're in a struggling relationship. He has a child. He has another woman that is his child's mother. It's just never going to be the same. Yeah, I mean, and she even mentions tonight that they were clinging on to something that they had in the past. And... That happens all the time, I feel like. It's so easy to have, you know, you remember the good times you had with the relationship and things change. You grow up, you find out other things about yourselves, and it's not always going to be the same. And so it's kind of tough. No, it's kind of like that summer after freshman year syndrome where you come back to, like, your hometown or whatever after college and you're like, wait, I'm different, but... And we're all different, but you try to, like, slide back into what you were in high school. It's just what's comfortable, you know? And Ezra and Aria have been comfortable for quite some time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Aria feels like she can't be a part of this because of what happened with Malcolm. Come to find out, you know, it was Spencer that did this to her. Then on the other hand, Ezra needs a job. He needs to be a school teacher. Mm -hmm. But he... This is what's so interesting to me is when she sees him at school and she's like, oh, so are you going to get a job? And he's like, no, I don't think I'm going to do it. And come to find he come to find out he actually did have get the job offer. He was waiting to make the decision. And we know it's because of his and Arya's relationship. Yeah. And Arya's father was interesting to me. I've always kind of seen him as we've said kind of shady mm-hmm. not the best father figure we can possibly imagine and tonight he was the one who was telling the truth he you know was like we offered him the job he's debating it blah 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 and um but it, it wasn't him that offered him the job no he but, just found out that Ezra actually had been offered the job yeah but he was the one who told Arya and was and Arya was able to then go and right but it's like he was still kind of jumping to a conclusion already that Arya and Ezra were even still together and what is he thinking coming back to teach at the high school if you're dating you just it's can't true do that. he was being he was very accusatory and well but it's true though at the same time it's like they have to make a decision because you can't have a teacher dating a student it's already happened once you've got to kind of move past that yeah. And so you see that happen. See, and I think my favorite moment in terms of that relationship tonight was when Hannah was with Malcolm and she's showing all these photos to figure out who, you know, abducted Malcolm, who, who abducted him. Exactly. And he was like, no, it's not Allison. It's not this. It's not whoever. And finally, randomly, a picture of Spencer um, comes up and he's like, it's that girl. And that was like the thing that I felt like just 
I love that a seven-year-old kind of exploded that secret. Right, which was great. However, we everyone's like, come on, is he actually going to be able to say it's Spencer, not the real Allison? Because he's like, this is Allison. And Hannah's thinking, Allie's supposed to be dead. Like, yeah. you know, and then he says the one in the blue shirt. Yeah. And so it was Spencer, and that's when I love it, because it all starts to kind of unfold, and the girls start to be like, what is Spencer doing? Is she a part of the A-team? We are not going to let her do this. Yeah. And that's when it all kind of develops the whole red coat thing, and Hannah dresses up in the red coat at school at the swim meet, and Spencer is following red coat, trying to figure out who it is. Pulls on her in the bathroom, and it's Hannah, and the other girls walk out, and then it kind of, that's when they kind of team back up together like they need to be. Yeah, I don't know if you guys were doing this at home, too, but we definitely were like, who's in the red coat? And we were literally shouting out, um, you know, so who, many names, so many names, and conspiracy theories, and everything you guys have been tweeting to us all season long, and you can tweet us even in the off-season. We'd love to hear from you, and you can also rate and comment on iTunes. You can go on and it's super easy just tell us what you think and it makes our show better and we can't wait to come back i think the new season starts in june and yeah. we'll have more pretty little liars for you so that lots be- of good stuff so let us know we love to hear your your yeah. theories uh, your conspiracy theories make me so happy you have no idea because they're things that i don't even think of and then i go home and i'm just like this is amazing and come up with all these new theories for- and there's so much in it because there's already two things i'm thinking about how awkward it was when i was watching tonight yeah. number one toby and spencer like what is happening they're so awkward just staring in at each other and then it cuts away and then they're in bed and it's just like oh she did not even wait two seconds before she got it back on with with yeah. toby and i know we say it all the time but ABC family. Yeah. Little racy tonight. <laughs> now, the other awkward moment f- that I thought was just when, so Ari and Ezra are kind of on the staircase, and it's really happening. They're really breaking up. She loves him. He loves her, and they s- express that to each other, mm-hmm. And but she says, you need a job. Like, it's not how it used to be. Mm-hmm. And she kisses him on the cheek, and then he pulls her back in, and they kiss one last time. And I just think Aria handled it very maturely. Mm-hmm. However, the awkward part came when she's sitting in class, and and Mr. Fitz happens to be the substitute teacher. And it's just like, how uncomfortable can it get? I mean, I completely agree. I just, what are the chances? I mean, only in Rosewood would on the first, I mean, it had to be one of the first days he's back subbing and in her classroom. And I think the beginning of the book that they were talking about, it was all about how it starts out innocently in enough. In a and, way. Yeah. And it, you know, all goes to, yeah. and it's exactly what's going on in their relationship. And you just see the look on her face, and it was just so awkward. But both of them, you still see, you feel the feelings that they have for each other. And I think that's where it's going to get uncomfortable because those feelings are still there. And that was one of my favorite moments, actually, when you were talking about that they kissed. The stairwell. Yeah, yeah, and it was just one of those things where, I mean, they've been in a relationship for so long for basically the entirety of the show with brief moments away and to see them still kind of have that longing for each other was sweet as i know i've said it a hundred times but they're one of my favorite couples on the show i'm interested to see what happens next season with them for sure and i don't think it's necessarily over over there's definitely something lingering there. that's the thing it's just very bittersweet because it's like they're handling it very well and ari is doing this for him and it's like she still cares about him but she also knows like she can't hold out forever. He has a child. He has another woman that he has to deal with. And it's kind of like, okay, we love each other, but this is what's best right now. 
Yeah. I mean, it's finally they're dealing with the realities of their situation. Uh, They have not the entire time they were together. No, I mean, she's realizing he's a father and she's still in high school. And how can you make that kind of relationship work? I think it's extremely difficult in the real world and with all those judging eyes and especially with all the pressures that the A-team brings. It's it's a real challenge. It is. And so we'll kind of see how that how that comes back around. I don't know. But also their relationship did go full circle. If you recall in season one, I believe in the pilot, in fact, they kiss in that stairwell at the very, like one of their first scenes after that bar scene together. And so I just, I love when shows actually connect all those dots. Yeah, and, it and comes it full circle. Totally dead tonight. And, you know, just kind of pulling it back to the whole Spencer thing, how betrayed would you feel by your friend? Knowing that she was the one that took the kid, she was the one that kind of ruined your relationship. I mean, Arya doesn't know all of that yet. But she does. She knows it was Spencer. That's why they had to find out who, that's why they did the whole red coat thing. Right. Why were you doing this why did you do that i mean i don't think that i probably said that incorrectly i don't think that she's fully addressed it with spencer right yet. that's gonna have to happen yeah and i would assume the fallout from that is going to be huge i, I wonder if it was almost an excuse to make this relationship end, knowing that in the future it's probably gonna have to it could have helped in a way too i don't know but it was just interesting that how how would you feel basically you know knowing yeah. your friend was the one that did that i mean spencer definitely gave arian ezra a reality check but is it a reality check that they needed i think that that's something that so hard it's so hard because i mean i could just never accept i know personally if a friend did something like that to me like caused the end of my relationship and this is her first love i mean we've said it again and again on the show and to cause the end of that kind of relationship, in my opinion, kind of unforgivable. Even if you had the best of intentions that you knew that this guy wasn't the right guy for her. and you know, It wasn't even that. It was her being selfish and wanting Toby. I mean, that's the bottom line. that was one. the reward she would get for doing this, these other things. And that's what's so terrible is that she wasn't looking out for any of her friends. She was looking ser- out for herself. Yeah, and I mean, it's not unrealistic. In high school, we all knew those girls. I mean, those girls are way beyond their high school years. When you watch the show, is it real life? Like, no, there is no way. Yeah. It is just crazy. Well, you know, the whole episode is kind of revolving around who is Red Coat. Yeah. And so we also see a few other characters come back this episode. We see Jenna which we have not seen in quite some time. Yeah. And Shauna plays a bigger role as well, and I think we should talk a little bit about that because I was actually very surprised to see Jenna in that house, and she she was scared. Remember, she left. She was like, bad things happen around here. I've got to get away. Mm-hmm. She knows a lot more as well. Remember her saying something like, those girls will be there. They'll be there, like, yeah. at this big event. A hundred percent. I just feel like tonight we kind of saw... I don't know what to call them because I, are they... I mean, they're obviously doing bad things. And so I I just wonder, we still don't know the exact relationship between all these people and how they all connect. Um, and so that was kind of one of those things that at, brought up many more questions for me than it did answers. Right, and especially that Shauna and Jenna know each other. And they meet out in the woods or wherever it is. I mean, it's always somewhere creepy. Yeah, and mean, Shauna's sitting the woods there. The And I know, we didn't see her face at first. And I heard her voice. I was like, that's Shauna. Remember? I mean, you and got I was it like, that's Shauna. And then tonight. they actually showed her face. You know, she's asking about Jenna's eyes and all that stuff. And then saying those four girls, they're going to be there at that event. They'll be there. we got to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of like, ha- number one, how did Jenna and Shauna know each other? 
Yeah. Number two, they're back at Toby and Jenna's home, and in pops Melissa, which I've always been like, this girl is crazy. She's got something. Yeah, Melissa is looking more and more guilty every episode. <laughs> There's something that she actually said. Well, because Emily's taking a run, yeah. and she is, you know, she sees Melissa at the door kind of looking around. Then she sees her push open the door and go inside. Yeah. So smart, Emily, you're stronger than everyone ever gave you credit for, walks up and listens in as to what they're saying. And Melissa says, don't excuse the language here, but she says those bitches will be there. And so she, is she talking about her own sister? Like, I mean, that's what was so appalling to me, actually, is just these girls are all so close to to each other. I mean, mm-hmm. meaning that Melissa and Jenna and all these girls know all four of them so well and to treat and to consider them so awful. I don't know. It scared me to death, actually, because it's just like, but I've always been skeptical of her. She's always been a little bit creepy and she shouldn't like, it's like, what are you doing? You know, what are you still doing in Rosewood? Mm -hmm. Unless you have some sort of tie to Allie. And she definitely does. But so I'm glad Emily overhears this. This is when she goes and tells the other girls that's when they do the red coat thing. Yeah. No. And then they find out Spencer doesn't actually know who red coat is. Yeah. So they all kind of prepare the saying with Toby on their side. They're really having to trust Spencer here after she's kind of, you know, had reason. They've had reason to lose lose her trust or for Spencer to lose trust from the girls and they kind of have to trust her and Toby and then they go to the house the lodge where they're supposed to be having this big event which Melissa knows about she shows the invitation to them Jenna knows Shauna knows all the other girls know and Mona and Toby and Spencer are there now, and this is when the episode exploded. It gets crazy, and there's so many little details, so we got to try to cover all of it. I know. Uh, well, you see the girls, first of all, getting ready, and you also hear Hannah say something about her shoes, and it kind of brings it back again to season one when she would steal things, and it's like someone took a video of it. Mm-hmm. So it was Toby, so he says that he took a video of what they needed because it's like Hannah stole shoes, they were going to turn her in again. It's kind of what I took from that, but the girls knew someone was listening. Mm-hmm. So they go, they change out of their clothes and actually sneak into the, the lodge where Mona and Spencer and Toby are. And you just knew something terrible was going to happen. As soon as they do that, because they're trying to outdo A, which has proven to be a bad choice for them time and time again. And we know there's an A team, but we know there is one sole leader of that team that nobody knows. And who that it is, is. Yeah, and that is the red coat girl. We can say so. We so we think. So I we mean, assume exactly. But the thing about it was, wasn't it kind of a revelation knowing that Mona has no idea either? That was what was so interesting because I always assumed, and I think many people did, that Mona was if not the top, very close to the top. And, and knew most everything. And knew most everything and was very in that, the innermost circle of the ATM, if you want to call it that. And to find out she didn't even know who this person was, there's some pu- person who's, you know, orchestrating all of the, these puppets to act for them was kind of a crazy thing. And I love that the person came in, allegedly, on this helicopter yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about the house in, in like, just yes. to start with, is that right. sp- 
Mona has no idea that Toby and Spencer know everything now, and they're kind of, she sees them kissing, and she's like, oh, give me a break. But at the same time, Toby and Spencer are kind of teamed up together to take care of this. Yeah. So Toby takes Spencer out for some reason, right? And Mona's like, take care of her. Right. Well, then the girls come and kind of surround Mona, and she's like, you don't have any idea what you're doing. You don't know how powerful she is. This is going to be really bad. She was right. Yeah. It turned out to be really bad because someone locked them in and started a fire with gasoline. How do you come back from that? I know. And we predicted, like, the A. And that was, like... Yes, if you saw the fire, the A fire, I was like, "There, this is really creepy. Yeah. And we knew that, I mean, at least I knew, the girls were going to get out. I mean, they had to. You, yeah. They couldn't all die. I mean, that's the end of the show. Right. Um, so how they were going to get out and who was going to save them, I think, was the biggest question in that fire. And so during this whole time, Toby and Spencer, they were like, remember the plan. Let You don't let her see you, but you see her. Mm-hmm. And so, but then you hear someone else. You hear, like, the, the branches yeah, crackling the rustling, and things yeah. like that. So she's like, Toby, you got to go find out who that is. So now it's a whole, it's like double-sided. So, you know, it's double-sided now. You have red coat coming down in a helicopter and you have someone else who locked the girls in the room or in the house and started the fire. But my question was, and maybe people can tweet me and think of their opinions here, but do you think that the person on the plane helicopter was um, was in control of what was happening on the ground? No, I think she, no. I actually don't. This mm. is just me. Yeah. But I think these other people have an ulterior mo- motive, and they're also trying to figure out who Red Coat is. But they're trying to take down the girls while they're doing it. See, I started to wonder, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I didn't think it was the person on the plane. I thought there's essentially, and I kind of mentioned it um, a few weeks ago, like a B team. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think that they're they're like operating and trying to beat the A-team, or they have kind of different motives than the A-team has in doing all of this, but mm-hmm. they're they're kind of utilizing the same techniques. Would totally make sense to me. Yeah. Now, this is kind of what I thought when we see it, because we see Toby kind of gets close. You see mm-hmm. the girl in front of him. Mm-hmm. And then... Very much looks like Jenna, in my opinion. And then he gets knocked over the head. Yeah. Because if we think about it, Jenna, Shauna, and Melissa knew what was happening that night. One of those girls that hit him over the head, or whoever hit him over the head, I bet was one of them. Because if Jenna was right in front of him, they were all three there working together. You know who we didn't see tonight Mm -hmm. was Cece. Right. Or we, I don't know, maybe we did in one of those. We don't know. But what's interesting is they're all, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm thinking about this, brunettes um, on this I'll call them the B team for now. And then we knew all season that the girl in the red coat is a blonde is a blonde so i feel like that might be as like simplistic as that is the separation between them yeah yeah no totally makes sense to kind of divide in half but really and even uh, even more if you're trying to really pull here (laughs) the angel who comes and (laughs) saves the girls blondie in the red coat right right because uh, they assume she gets off spencer sees and she says Allie. yeah she keeps following then you see Hannah being pulled out of the house. Mm-hmm. She looks up and she sees Allie. Mona comes running to the girls. They're alive. Everything's okay. And I, at first I did. I say she's hallucinating. Yeah. But then Spencer saw the same thing. It's Mona all said it was Allie as well. And this is where I thought it was just so interesting is how it again comes back full circle is Mona needs these girls. And now she's opening up a little bit about how she's not all powerful. Yeah. She's really lost a little bit of, of her... 
power there. And Janelle, who plays um, Mona, talked about in an interview this week that she, in fact, you would see a different side of Mona during the season finale. And I think that that actually came to fruition. I think you, you actually see the real Mona yeah. when she isn't trying to put on this big facade. Yeah, she's showing her true self instead of acting like like the queen bee. And now we know she's not the god of the A-team. She, she is, is not the queen bee. She does not know everything. And yeah. so that's the question. You know, it begs the question. Number one, who was in the red coat? Was it really Allie? Who gets off a helicopter? <laughs> like that right I, there was kind of weird. I was just like, wow, cause where's the money for this? Like we never realized, at least I never did, that the A-team had endless funds. Like we knew that they observe things and they cause things they to happen. They know everything. They know everything. But I didn't realize funding, they had that kind of funding. And when you come in on like a helicopter, you clearly have That's fun. really weird. Yeah. And then you have this whole other group that's happening that hit Toby over the head and left the lighter there or, or the compass or whatever it was that was down there. And it said like NW on it. So it looked like a compass. Yeah. Um, but he was left kind of hit over the head. And I'm thinking as soon as he got hit, I'm like, well, here he goes again. Like, is Toby going to come back from <laughs> My this? My favorite hashtag ever would be Toby is dead again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you just really have no idea yeah. what's going to happen. And so, you know, the episode kind of rounds out. The entire season yeah. kind of rounds out with the girls coming back and they see Detective Wilden's cop car. This was like, you knew that that, was, that cop car was coming out you of the world. You had to know it was coming back around. I mean, no question. I just, I love that the video was left playing. Like, someone's already seen that video because there's no way it was pulled out of the water and that video was just going because that video... And you also see how staged it was Mm -hmm. as they continue to watch the video and next thing you see are Jenna and Shauna coming to pull Detective Wilden away. And also, the car was parked in the town square. Like, they wanted that car to be noticed. It was and not... And it is. And you also see who else is kind of involved in this. Okay. So you also see right there, kind of, whoever is all-powerful saw it all and got it all on tape. Because it wasn't Jenna and Shauna that had all the power. They may have, may have tried to set that up with Wilden to where Ashley yeah. would hit him. But in the end, someone saw them come and get, them, get him and all that kind of stuff as well. And the most... I mean, one of the best cliffhangers I feel like we've had in a while, I'm still thinking about it now, is they go to the back of that car, they get a text. Yes, and the text read, did you write it down? I think you might have it. You're mine now. Kisses, A. All right, so they all got this text message from A. It goes on over and over, like, beep, 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 over and over. Exactly, and it's the way that they function. They all get those text messages together. And then... They open the trunk of that car. And they all gasp. And they all gasp. And we don't see what's in the trunk. Of course we don't. They have to hold us over until the next season. But man alive, it's all coming back around. Now we know Wilden's involved. Someone is... You can assume someone is dead in the back of that cop car. Absolutely. And then the next thing you see is a hand reaching out of the ground... Trying to kind of like, it's like trying to get the air and someone grabs the hand. Did you know who? That was creepy. Yeah, I couldn't. I was so creeped out that I feel like I need to go back and rewatch that about. Oh, I definitely Like will. six, seven times. And so I can figure out whose hand because I'm still totally stopped. This episode totally got me fired up. <laughs> I was like, there is so much going on. Some answers, some questions answered. Others like. There's so much more that we need to know. And it got me so excited for next season. 
Like, oh, I'm yeah. so ready. I have so many questions. I, like, cannot wait. I feel like I'm going to have to go back, though, in all honesty, and watch this entire we season. We need to watch the entire show, and then maybe we'll know more. I, like, I just feel like every time I rewatch an episode of the show, I get more and more details. And that's what's so much fun about it. And you get so many new characters, too, that you have to keep up with. Absolutely. So I'm excited to see how it all kind of evolves into season four. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about from this episode? I feel like we covered most of it. I feel like... Um, but we'll have to talk about our predictions because there are a lot of questions oh, yeah. that I have when we get to there. But let's do some news and gossip. I like it. After Buzz TV News. So, as we mentioned, season finale. Ugh. A little break from Pretty Little Liars. But if you can't get enough, um, you should check out the Kids' Choice Awards. Um, it's on in April. And Lucy Hale will be a presenter. So it's always fun to have her see out the there. Girls come back. Exactly. I hope we get to see some of her music. I soon. bet we'll hear it, yeah. Uh, that would be really fun to hear some music from her as well. And also, um, on the cover of Seventeen Magazine, we have um, Ashley Benson, who talks about her it's been kind of rumored for a while that she split from Ryan Good who if you remember is Justin Bieber's swagger coach um, or former swagger coach not sure Um, she admits to the fact that they did in fact call it quits and she says Ryan and I are still close but I'm too young to be in a serious relationship work is my boyfriend there you go and And she's having she's getting a lot of work right now so I I have no doubt that that's the case exactly she's uh, in Spring Breakers which opened in limited release last weekend and um, rumored to be dating James Franco from that movie. Who knows? So that's a fun little rumor out there. So definitely keep up with all your Pretty Little Liars favorites over this these, this couple Ex- month hiatus until Ex- the season returns. I know I will be, but, you know, always you can tweet at us and tell us what's going on because we love hearing from you. We do. Okay, predictions. <gasps> and now, you're after Buzz. My goodness, there's so many, so many. And good I, ones. I really like don't know, but there's so many questions. Like, how do Jenna and Shauna know each other, and how do they? How are they working with Wilden? Yeah, that's like the big. I feel like the big question for next season, season four. I'm really, really concerned about Spencer. I think we've seen her break down once. She's good slash bad hard Mm -hmm. to tell what's going on with her she jumped back into a relationship with toby i think she is in for more mental breakdown before it gets better for her that's my big like who do you think's in the trunk of the car or what i think it's a who don't you if i had to predict i think someone's dead and I have three different people that I think it could possibly be. Well, you go first. and I'll Well, this is just because we did not see them in the finale, and this could be so far-reaching. Yeah. Cece. Okay, that was one because we absolutely didn't see her. Jason. Okay. And Paige. Okay, Paige was one that I was thinking of. The other... Ooh, Lucas. Okay. <laughs> see, Lucas was not one of mine, but that's a good one, too. I didn't think about him. No. I also thought, for some reason, and I don't know why this is where my head went, because I think, was the car parked in front of the... It was, like, in front of a church, I thought, and like, in the right, town square. Right, in front square, of the church. Right. So, I was thinking the pastor. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be a lot of different people, but that was creepy. Then, who are the hands? You know, as I said, that was something that totally stumped me. That doesn't even make sense to me. Someone's buried alive 
and someone is pulling them out of the ground. Someone wrote about twins, uh, tweeted to me uh, while we were watching the episode about twins. And I was wondering, I mean, I don't even know how this is possible, but were we seeing Allie's twin save them and she's pulling Allie out from the ground. I mean, that's that, where you go in your mind, but it's just like, I, I mean, don't know. That is my only guess, or is Allie alive and her twin is dead? I mean, it has to be something, because it's two girls' hands. I mean, those were two is. female hands, I'm assuming. I don't know. Or one of these girls <laughs> pulling Allie from the gra- ground after they see her. I... I really Man, don't. It's just there's so many questions, <laughs> and I have no idea how to answer those. So that's why. <laughs> Wait till June, and hopefully, hopefully we will learn some more Pretty Little Liars drama. Thanks for watching, you guys. We will see you in a couple months, and we cannot wait. I'm Whitney Lane, and we'll see you next time. I'm on Twitter at, at Whitney Lane 1118. And I'm Stephanie Wanger, and you can tweet me at Stephanie Wanger. <laughs> see y'all in June. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.